Briefly, we want to let you know that you'll find the most current legislative updates at the end of this program and after the presentations. My name is John Beethan, a friend of Vance. And the men and women who serve our nation deserve our support today, tomorrow, and always. Visit Vance today at vanc.me. And this was recorded on July 10th, 2023, at the second Monday meeting, usually there on the first, but because of the 4th of July holiday, we skipped a week, and this was recorded on the 10th, the second Monday. And this is Curtis Winfrey from Interfaith Veteran Services. Our first speaker this morning will be Curtis Winfrey. And first things first, we always have to uh, express gratitude to Curtis because uh, his organization always provides you with food uh, at this meeting. <laughs> he is the GPD Program Manager, Interfaith Veteran Services. Uh, he wants to give you an update on veterans housing, housing stability, along with speakers Rendira and Christine. No, Christine's not yeah, yeah. here. Um, okay. Okay. He's taking the lead. Very well. Uh, let's welcome Curtis up to the microphone. <laughs> Curtis, before you begin, uh, this is for all our speakers. This meeting is being recorded, so please speak up. Uh, when you do get asked questions, it may be in your best interest to repeat the question. Okay. Curtis. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, again, my name is Curtis Winfrey. I'm the GPD program manager. Can you hear me? Okay, just want to, I want to make sure. I, don't, I know I'm being recorded, right? And it's not often that Domino's gets to get up and do a brief, so just so you know. Uh, what a joy it is to be here, though, in all seriousness. I was thinking about on the way here, just veteran homelessness in general, right? There's a 22% increase in veteran homelessness since last year, an increase in overall in homelessness since last year. I mean, think about that. Think about being a veteran and being homeless. Think about fighting for this country or serving this country and being homeless. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, 23 years. Right? I do what I do because I love my veterans. And just like all of you, love your veterans. Right? One of the benefits of being interfaith is being co-located with Vance. What a partnership has been. Right? Helping each and every one of our vet veterans thrive and get back on their feet. I wish I could tell you some of the stories, and I will tell you two that come to mind of veterans who have just done some phenomenal things since being homeless. You know, what do you think about when you think about homelessness, though? Right? People stereotype, don't they? They stereotype. I know they do because I work in the field. Everybody thinks every veteran that's homeless, right, has something to do with being strung out on alcohol or drugs or whatever the case may be. Nothing can be further from the truth. It can be anybody sitting in this room right now. People with master's degrees, homeless. Right? People who go through all sorts of trauma, homeless. Right? Think about a 22% increase since last year in San Diego County. Many of them are women, veterans, Right? And families. You'll find them if you just look around, right? You'll see them sleeping in cars. I'm not talking about junk cars either. You see them sleeping in cars. I took my son over the weekend. I took him to go see uh, The Sound of Freedom. Who's seen that movie? Right? And the reason why I took my 14 year old son is I told him, you need to be aware of what's going on around you. And one of my one of the favorite things in that movie was this. He said, Listen, what if that was your daughter? What if that was your son? Would you do something? See, you and I, those are our veterans. That's why you're here. 
They're all veterans, Colonel. They belong to us. Those are our Marines, right? Our sailors, our Coast Guardsmen and women. They belong to us. If we don't take care of them, who will? Who will? Who else, who best understands the veteran than those who serve veterans? Am I being real today? Yes. That's the benefit of me not having slides. I get to go off the cuff a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to be passionate for what you do, and I'm surrounded by passionate individuals. That's why I love coming here on Monday. So I appreciate you, and I appreciate having the opportunity to stand up here and, and talk about what we do at Interfaith Community Service as it relates to veterans. About two and a half blocks from here have three apartment buildings that house veterans. As of, well, coming up in October, we'll go up to 72 beds. Right now, we're at 56 beds. We'll house, we'll get veterans off the street, get them housed, and get them back to doing what they love to do, which is live in this country that most of them have fought for and served, right? Some of those veterans are dealing with alcohol and drug issues, but many of them are not. Some of them have just gone through traumatic circumstances. One in particular comes to mind, I'll share this story with you. Imagine this story. I come over to the apartments, and as a veteran sitting in his car trying to take his own life, and one of my counselors is in his, is, he has one of my counselors in his arms. So I come up on, it, on her, and I said, are you okay? And he's just caressing her. Lost his children, lost his spouse, and then lost his grandmother. Back to back to back. Didn't know how to deal with it. Turn to the bottle. I looked at my boss who was there and I said, you know what? You can't pay somebody to do what she's doing right now. See, you can pay somebody to care for you, but you can't pay them to care about you. Isn't that right? We can pay somebody to care for us, but we can't pay them to care about us. And that's why I love the team that I have, because they care about veterans. It's like you do. That's why you're here. Right? So what we do is we get veterans off the street, just like Vance. That's why we work, we work very good with Vance, right? DD-214, ID cards. If they don't have those things, we'll help them get it. That's what we'll do. We just want to get them off the street. You've heard me say that many times, right? I just want to get veterans off the street because they don't belong there. Imagine being homeless for 20 years. Had one of those, too. 20 years homeless. He's now in his apartment in San Diego, thriving. Would get up early in the morning, catch two buses to go down there and work at Legoland. This is, what we, this is what you do when you help, when you don't stereotype, when you don't step over. Why? Because if you and I don't get involved, who will? If we become cold and callous to the needs, then what do we expect from those who don't understand what veterans have gone through to, in service to this country? Right? That's why we're here. So interfaith community services, what we do, again, is we provide housing. Two models, that, two models that we have. One is called bridge housing. Those who come to us, right, and they, they can be in that program for 30 to, 30 to 90 days. They come with a housing plan already. They're ready to go. They may have a vast voucher, right, uh, given to them, whether it's a county, state, whatever voucher it is, and they can get in housing within 39 days. And then what we have, the other programs, what we have is called service-intensive transitional housing. That program can go up to two years. That program is for veterans who need care, right? I have a licensed clinical therapist on staff. I have four veteran case managers on staff and 
They provide case management on a weekly basis to those veterans. They meet with them at least once a week. At least once a week they meet with them. And then they have access to them by cell phone anytime they really need to, for the most part. So that's what we provide. So up to two years, they can be part of Interfaith as we get them you know, mental health services, whatever it might be, right? Job, job placement services, we do all those things. Again, that's what this partnership is all about. That's why it's so critical to be co-located in this light that's on the hill, which is called Vance. It's a light that's on the hill for veterans. They just walk in the office, and if I can't help them, I get them over here. We work closely together. So up to two years, we can do that. And so I'll be followed by my housing stability case manager, which is Heather Tugas. Right? She'll talk about housing stability, which is essentially helping veterans and their families who may be facing homelessness, who could use support, i.e. with rent, right? or whatever the case may be. She'll kind of talk about that briefly. And then I'll come back and I'll answer any questions. Okay, thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Heather. I'm the Housing Stability um, Case Manager for um, our Veterans Service Center. Um, and as Curtis was saying, um, there's been a significant increase in homelessness the last year. Um, and a lot of those veterans who are part of that statistic um, may not qualify for um, GPD transitional housing. Um, GPD transitional housing only takes um, single veterans. They don't, um, we don't accept um, families in that program at this time. Um, so a lot of the veterans that I end up working with are those with children um, or couples um, and either um, they may be facing eviction so they have eviction notices and then um, with our our funds um, we're able to help pay their rent if they're late on rent um, or if they're moving into a place and they need help with deposit we can provide deposit assistance um, and then also sometimes they may just need referrals to um, different programs like emergency shelters or um, even just information on where to get food or um, safe parking or things like that. Um, and I'm able to provide advocacy and support um, to those veterans um, and kind of just meet them where they're at. So um, there's not really a strict requirement for me to be able to work with them. Um, they just need to want help and um, for the financial assistance, they do need to provide um, proof of veteran status, so either DD-214 or um, a VA ID could work. Um, and then the landlord that they're working with needs to um, agree to receive a third-party check from us. Um, and there's a process. It takes around a week or two, so it's not um, immediate, but it is for emergencies. Um, and it can also be used for things like vehicle repairs um, or even funds to get reunited um, with family. Um, once I even helped a client pay her tuition deposit so she could go to school. Um, so just things like that. And um, it's been really great to see Tremendous. veterans and families. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mariana Real. I'm the program manager for the family shelter. So as Curtis and Heather spoke that they don't take in families um, with their program and transitional housing, 
We as Interfaith are the first North County Low Barrier Housing First shelter in process. We are set to open later this year. So in 2019, 33% of families were facing homelessness. In 2021 to 2022, it jumped up to 56. And as we're ending 2023, it's jumping up to 70 to 80%. With our shelter, it's gonna house 10 to 13 families. We're gonna have an on-site clinician providing individual and family therapy. We're also gonna have a program coordinator that connects the families to different programs throughout the county. And also with case management, all families are enrolled to create that housing first stability and housing plan. Again, with all our interfaith programs, they are connected to various resources that include ID vouchers, gas vouchers, um, housing assistance, move-in furniture once they get in so it doesn't have to come out of pocket, food pantry, and all the other wonderful programs that interfaith offers. I'm gonna turn it back to Curtis to see if anyone has any questions. Thank you. Any questions? Yes, sir. How do you get your data on who the homeless veterans are and why they're homeless? Well, we track that, we track that data. Question, I'm sorry. Question was, how do you get the data on veteran homelessness, right? Uh, the, matter of fact, the data that I, I cited today um, was in a re recent article done by the San Diego, uh, was that San Diego Union Tribune uh, that was dated June 8th. Um, and I thought it was interesting that it just came out. But uh, we, we have what's called a number of initiatives throughout the county where we go around and, and we do, we, we forget, the, forget the exact name of it, but we go around and we count the, vet, count the uh, homeless. You know, I can't remember the top, the top of my head, but that's how we do it. What's it called? Yeah, Regional Task Force. It seems, it seems to me that that is so key. And I, I, I'm personally not real comfortable that they ask the right questions or get the right data. To me, definition is a prerequisite to resolution. You can't resolve a problem until you know what the problem is. Right. And this housing first issue creates its own problem with putting uh, people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol with kids or not so anyway I, my perspective in dealing with you know the homeless situation with the city of vista for instance and what they've done with the parking and you know free parking for the right. homeless who are living in their cars that's yeah just to reiterate though we are we deal with single veterans only there are no families we don't deal with families so i was a single veteran only program right now heather would will address families but that's a housing stability from a housing stability standpoint all right. Any other questions? questions? Yes. Slightly silly, but what is contributing to such an increase in the homelessness? Actually, the, uh, the question <laughs> got me doing. The question is, what contributes to veteran um, homelessness? Right, the increase. I mean, think about the high cost of living in San Diego. I mean, it, that, that's that's the major contributor right there. The, the high cost of living. It's almost impossible to find, you know, adequate um, living. Uh, for our, not just veterans, but for anybody in, in San Diego County. Not just veterans. So, absolutely. Good question. Thank you. Chris. Okay, thank you.